Let's think about this with the person or situation that we're aiming to change. When you begin thinking new thoughts about a situation to influence it, which you now water the seed with, is something totally different. Your new beliefs, your new affirmations, your new assumptions about you, who you are and this reality that you're existing in, and how you show up, the power that you are, how life responds to you when you assume a new thing about yourself changes the way that things show up in your reality. It reshapes it. It's now conforming or shifting, I should say. Everything is really already in a state of existence. So is there conforming in a sense of the word so that we understand it in the natural? Yes, we use the term conforming. But what's really happening is you're shifting into a parallel reality and you're conjuring new things in that space. No longer is the resistance living in that person and now you're conforming and changing that person to be who you want them to be. Instead, you've buried that old person because you have buried the old idea about that person and potentially about yourself, more than likely about yourself, that has caused that thing to live in that person or that situation. What you've now done is you've resurrected a new thing, a new version of them. You have now put the breath of life into a new being. And the old being, they are no more. So really there's never a reason to tell the old story over and over about the old situation. You've put it to rest, you've buried it. You have now called forth a new experience. And it has to, in this natural world we live in, feel seamless so that we maintain stability around our sanity, for one. If we experience any radical shifts or jumps in what we're seeing, visualizing, it could completely collapse the experience we're having as humans. So this is one of the circumstances where you are the new queen or the new king of the world, your reality. And what you're doing is you're establishing a new law and order, new rules, new assumptions. And you can do this any moment. You can do this one second after the next after the next. There's no limit to it because there's no limit to God and how God is going to respond through you. You can change how it is you show up and that automatically will change the way that things show up for you. Signs follow, they do not precede. It's one of Neville's quotes as well. And that aligns with what God spoke in the Bible in Genesis. When the first chapter of Genesis opens, God says, let there be light. And then the light came, but the light did not come. And then God says, is that light? God spoke a word and then that thing became. God called forth everything by a word and then it became flesh. We are each one with God. And so when we speak a thing, it becomes flesh. And later in Genesis, God also gave man the opportunity to name things, to call forth what he believed them to be. He didn't give only one man, the first man, the opportunity to call a thing as he perceived it to be. He gave man, meaning all men, the ability to call a thing what we perceive it to be. 
So what we know to be a chair in one language is called something else in many other languages. It aligns with the power that God has given us. We can do that in every situation. You don't have to change the word chair in your reality. But what this reference is, is helping you to understand that whatever a situation is that you're experiencing, you create it to be what you desire it to be for you. Someone says, oh, it's raining outside, it's horrible. You know, I won't get the chance to go out and do some of the things I wanted. Someone else a couple of blocks over is like, thank God it's raining, my plants were dry. I needed them to be watered. So you see what one person considers to be a downer is an upper for someone else. We get to choose how we view these things. There is not necessarily good or bad. Again, we, we talked in a previous episode about how God is not biased. It's up to you, the perceiver, to choose what brings you joy and what does not. And the law assumes that what you're choosing does bring you joy because you're designed to experience joy. And so if you keep repeating a story, the law assumes, the law being God, assumes that that thing brings you joy and it matches and multiplies that for you. And that's the circle of giving between you and the thing that you're experiencing. Yes, and so back to the animated man. You've now resurrected a new being. It looks the same, it sounds the same, the tone of the voice, it moves and maneuvers the same, but it's not the same being. You've effectively shifted into another quantum realm. You're experiencing a different version of you, and therefore you're experiencing a different version of the things that are now called unto you. Perception is reality. So there's never a need to linger on what previously occurred because that is a vapor, it's dust. It exists no more. You have effectively put it to rest when you've now produced something else. Imagine that person is dancing to music once you change the song and the beat is different, them dancing to the music that you previously played is gonna look quite awkward for that person to consistently dance to the beat of a new rhythm using the old rhythm. So what they do is they now make the adjustment. They move into the beat of this new song that's playing and they match that. A lot of thoughts here in this episode and a lot of different um, ways to analyze and compare, but I certainly hope that you've gotten the gist about where it is I'm going with the thoughts about how it is we process the things that we experience in our lives and how we can choose differently, more consciously. 